Welcome to the Best Player Wins podcast, where we believe that winning is winning no matter about how little or by how much. We are your hosts. I'm Eddie Quinones. And I'm Mike Coons. Welcome, Mike, back again for another episode of the Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Um, so thank you again for joining me. Sure, it's been a while. Life's oh, been yeah. Busy, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely been pretty busy, you know. Like I told you before we started, I got a, some wedding planning going on, some moving stuff, getting planned work. It's just been a little busy. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely it's definitely been a busy one. So having today off definitely is a big, uh, big help. For sure, dude, for right. sure. I mean, everybody, I feel like it's always around this time of the year, especially like right after Halloween going into Thanksgiving and then people are already thinking about Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Christmas and all that, and yeah, yeah, it's it's always a busy time of the year, but hey, you know, yeah. we're here, definitely to talk about some basketball. For sure. So with that being said, we'll go ahead and jump on into our prior weeks, we'll recap. Um, so for the biggest upset, I actually had uh, Pacey's team uh, over Harden the Paint. Um, I think Harden in the Paint was obviously projected uh, to finish higher. He had some unfortunate players um, get some injuries and we're just we're not able to to give him the points that he needed. Um, some players underperformed and, and Pacey's team kind of stepped up to the plate there and and made some some great plays. I mean, he had Jokic finished with 250 on the week. Uh, Bridges had 248 on the week. Chris Paul had 211. Zach Levine had 193. Obviously just left off a few guys that did really well. Um, and Halliburton had 192 at the end of that week. So. He definitely had some some guys step up to the plate and, and perform for him. So that was my biggest upset. Who would you have? Yeah, that was a good one too. I'm just kind of looking at it, that matchup. I think you know it really came down to who's you know big two because I'm looking at Harden the paint team with James Harden and Russell Westbrook um, compared to Pacey's, who's got I mean just top of my head I'm looking at uh, Jokic and Levine, and you would think on paper Harden and Westbrook, even though they're not as good as Jokic right now that that would be the better duo, but definitely didn't turn out that way at all. So yeah. good job on Pacey. But my biggest upset is actually um, Harlem Heat, which is Nick and Nate versus Cody Wample and Scott. And even though that I think these two teams are fairly even and that, you know, they do have some big time guys like Scott having Luka Dantich, uh, LaMelo Ball, Paul George, who, We'll talk about here in a little bit, having a monster week. And then on the flip side, and Harlem Heat, uh, Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, Brandon Ingram, Bruce Randall. So as a whole, you know, these two teams are really uh, comparable in terms of just firepower. But I pick it to be the biggest upset because heading into the week, Harlem Heat was – or excuse me, Harlem Heat was first in the standings. And I believe Scott was fourth at the time. And I think he still is fourth now. But it's a big upset because going from the first seed and Harlem Heat all the way down to the fifth seed in one week, that's a pretty big, you know, if you're Nick and Nate, you're like, well, you know, former champs and going from first to fifth, it's it's still really, really early. And that can immediately change after a few weeks. But, you know, they – you know, they lost the head-to-head matchup with Scott, 
and you know the league median, which I'm really glad we um, put the league median in now because now it's gonna make things way more competitive, in my mm. opinion. So that was my biggest upset. Yeah, that I mean that's a really good one. And actually, uh, Cody Wample was the second place, was first and second, um, the week before that. So. Mm. Obviously, they split went one and one, but you also had catastrophe exactly. kind of step up in there. Yourself and Jake had really big weeks and went two and zero mm-hmm. against the median and head to head. So, but yeah, overall, it's a really good pick. All right, going on to our next one, we have our biggest takeaways from last week. Uh, what do you have? Yeah, I, I would say my biggest takeaway right now is is my team going forward. It I think it could be in trouble. Um, even though I am right now first in the standings at a five and one record. Uh, you know, earlier last week, I traded Donovan Mitchell for Zion Williamson and Kemba Walker, which I am very excited to see how that, you know, plays out because we all know the potential Zion does have. Um, but it could be some time until, you know, he does return. And also the news of LeBron, which at the time looked like he might only miss one week, which it's looking now it could potentially even be way longer uh I, I saw this report that it could be a four to eight week time period um do i think that lebron's going to be out for eight weeks no but there's definitely not going to be a rush for him to return considering that you know the lakers are a championship level team when he is on the court and it is a very long season so who knows when he does come back but losing two guys like that which, I mean, I didn't lose Zion. I just knew he wasn't going to be playing, but still not having two big-time guys in my lineup, you know, I think that could potentially hurt. So, yeah, we'll see. That's that's my biggest takeaway right now. What's yours? Right now, it's just nothing really too tremendous of a, of a huge takeaway. Um, you know, some of those teams that Ed listed as drafting really well, um, Obviously, uh, compared to the league median and just recent performances, it hasn't been as well as expected. But honestly, overall, can't complain too much. I think a lot of our matchups have been really close. Um, I think that's probably the closest thing that I can take away from from kind of my biggest takeaway from not even just from last week, just from the past couple of weeks. I think we've had a lot of really good close matchups. I think teams are pretty even across the board for the most part. Um, obviously, there's mm-hmm. a few that are scoring a few hundred more the top team scoring a couple hundred more than the bottom team but that's usually how it is in any league um but i think that yeah. gray area kind of in the middle um from those middle teams to the top teams it's actually really close right now um so yeah that's uh that's kind of what i have as my biggest takeaway i think it'll definitely be a tight race for the remainder of the year which will be really fun yeah i would agree definitely for that like you said i think right now the top five in the standings which i'll cover here in a second you know, they're all very, very um, comparable in terms of just big-time guys they have, guys that are performing or underperforming. I think even though I'm first, you know, any given week I'm going to lose to Nick and Nate, so that can just easily happen. Um, and then the bottom teams, you know, it's still so early that anything can change. But going over our standings now, we have – I'm going to just go over the top five. And then because from six to nine, they're all two and four. But right now, at first, it is myself at five and one. Second place, we have Jacob, and he's also five and one. 
Third place, we have Catastrophic at four and two. Caudy Wample also four and two at fourth. And Harlem Heat at three and three, with Abby being at 10th place at one and five. So that is our current standings at the moment. All right. Yeah, not uh, not too bad there. You obviously kind of looking at those standings updates and, and just kind of give a little brief of background in terms of points for. Uh, so right now, Big Money Mike is at 4,600. Uh, yeah. Jacob is at 4,588. Catastrophic is at 4,964. By far our That's highest sick. score. He, his team, his team is scary. Is uh, he started good. off. He started. You called it too. Like he started it off a little bit slow, but in the past two weeks, his team has yeah. just been absolutely killing it. Yeah. And when we did our draft recap, he's kind of one of those guys that I was like, you know, I think he drafted a very solid team. Um, mm-hmm. And they're, I mean, they're proving it. He's almost got five thousand points already through the first few weeks. So it'll. Uh, I, I expect that trend to kind of keep going up and forward. Uh, yeah. Obviously, going down from there, Cody Wample has forty. 4509 and then Harlem Heat has 4563. So again, those top 5 teams are very close in terms of points for. Obviously there's there's a big difference in terms of the amount of games played. So obviously this was brought to our to our attention um mm-hmm. in the group chat, you know, games played, some people might have 29 games, somebody else might have 33 games. Might seem unfair. Uh, one thing that I do want to point out, which Marcus is the one that pointed that out, he has probably the lowest amount of games played um, throughout the past few weeks, but he's also the highest scoring team. The league median mm-hmm. will not disappoint. It'll prove him right at the end of the year, and it'll get him the wins that he needs regardless of head-to-head or, or league median, whatever the case is. Um, so kind of with that being said, while it is unfortunate that we might have some play some teams that have 28 games this week and some teams that have 33 games. That's what makes it a little bit of a, of a chess match in your head. Let's say if you have two players that are only going to play two games this week, and then you have two guys on your bench who don't necessarily score as high of an average, um, but they play a combined, like they each respectively play four games. Well, guess what? That's an additional four games throughout an entire week of that average scoring that those players give you. So you throw those guys into your lineup, that 28 games jumps up to 32 and it gives you a better mm. chance of winning. So I think that's what makes it really interesting and something that people might just have to pay attention to. I've had to make some tough decisions in the past couple of weeks in terms of, you know, who I want to start and who I'm not going to start because of their weekly totals. Um, so it's just one of those things that you kind of have to play around with to figure out, you know, what, what a good balance for yourself is. So. Yeah, I agree for yeah. sure. There's, there's so many ways to win. And I think, you know, come mid-season, everybody's going to have, you know, their own way of winning, whether mm-hmm. that's through more games being played or trading, you know, you or take, whatever the case trading. Is. Yeah. Exactly. Like you can trade away somebody who might have been, I don't know, a fifth, sixth round pick and get, you know, maybe a seventh and a tenth round guy that, you know, their On numbers are pretty good. Yeah, you know, they're averaging really well, they're comparable, and right now you just got two guys that can play in your lineup. So I think when it comes to midseason, we're going to start seeing, you know, we've only had two trades so far, which I wasn't expecting trades to go left and right. Um, Especially this early. But I, right, right. I know I started off the, the big trade where I sent Mitchell for Zion and Kemba Walker, but 
and then you 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 did a small one. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, it was uh, Kelly Oubre mm -hmm. uh, trading away Kelly Oubre for Tyrese Maxey. Um, nothing really okay. too like wow or splashing there. Just one of those things that uh, Zach had reached out to me about Kelly Oubre. Um, and he sent me an offer, and I like Tyrese Maxey, especially with the whole situation with Ben Simmons. Nobody knows if he's going to come back and play for them. Tyrese Maxey has been playing the point right now for them and has been starting, and he's got a really high yep. ceiling. Um, and, and, I mean, if you look at some of the games he's had this past week, he had 77 uh, on the ninth. He had 64 uh, the night before that. So, I mean, he's got some – when he's starting and he's getting his minutes, he's he's done very, very, very well. So it was just one of those things that, you know, as the year goes on, it's one of those things that might help me out later on. So, yeah, for sure. But before we jump into our next segment, Eddie, I got to tell you, I think the curse is finally broken with me and you. I wouldn't say I finally it's, broken. It's a little early. I don't know. I had I, some injuries. I, Last week, and but, uh, you just... I also beat you in football though, not too long ago, maybe a few weeks ago. I'm like, yeah. okay, hey, it's starting, and then I got you in basketball. I'm like, hey, it might just be that time, it might finally have been broken. But again, I don't want to play you in any playoff format. No, tell you what, no, I won't be able to sleep, huh? I said, I'll tell you what, <laughs> I don't think it's over. We'll see, we'll see. You're you got to get those head-to-head uh, -head wins, though, to get into that playoff conversation. So we'll, we will see. No, it's been rough. Trust me. It has been yeah. rough. It's like this I week, I, I might hit a league median this week, but I'm definitely going to take the head-to-head -head loss. It's just – it's been rough for your boy over here. For sure. So. But, uh, but yeah. All right. We're going to go ahead and move on. From there into our next segment, we'll do our week three recap in terms of our top performers per position. So starting off at the very top, our top point guard belonging to Jacob's team, Stray Young, had a great week last week, um, did very well. So he is our top point guard. Uh, you want to let him know who our top shooting guard for the week was last week? Yeah, it was uh, James Harden, and he belongs to, I believe it's... Of course, wow, Harlem or wow, cannot talk today. Harden in the paint, which you know that obviously makes sense if your team name is, you know, same last name. But he had, I believe, let me pull it up here. Sorry, guys, it's been a rough, it's been a long week, Eddie. It's been a long week. Oh, you're good, man. Anyway, we'll go over the points once we uh, recap everybody, but. I'll go over to the next small forward, and that was Paul George. I believe he, he scored 290. He was our top uh, small forward. Yep. And then we'll over power forward. For our power forward, we had Julius Randle. He belongs to the Harlem Heat. And then at center, belongs to his very own Mike, uh, Jared Allen, who absolutely annihilated. He had 313 points last week. So yeah, that's all yeah Jared, Jared Allen holds a special place in my heart, considering the trade that I, I got a lot of bullshit for. Uh, I, I wanted to make sure I traded or I, excuse me, drafted him this year. And I can't say that I've been disappointed for the past five games in a row. He's gotten a double double. So, yeah, big time player, big time piece. Hopefully he does, you know, help me out 
for the next few weeks. Um, yes. Not ha- not having Zion and LeBron for sure. And then our top performer was again somebody on my team, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, with a even flat number of 100 points on. Or excuse me, nope. He actually had two back-to-back 100 points. Uh, he had 101 points uh, Sunday with 29 real points, 18 rebounds, five assists, three steals, one block. So cannot complain as my 1.3 pick. Yes, he's holding up to that first-round value that he should. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know you guys, you, you guys were – trolling me when i said Giannis look Giannis looking like a real good 1.1.3 well yeah. no shit he well, probably yeah. is i'll tell you what a so. 1.3 that ain't working well for me is in our fantasy football league where i drafted dalvin cook at 1.3 and he sucks so yeah, that 1.3 is not looking like a 1.3 yeah but that's you know fantasy football that's just i don't think anybody thought jamar chase was going to be the top three you know, wide receiver. Oh yeah, it's all over the, the place. Year, so, so yeah, yeah. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. I'm yeah. glad basketball yeah. is in play because there's some football leagues on the end that are just horrific. I know. I'm a little disappointed. Yeah. But all right, moving on from there, we'll go ahead into our next section. We'll do our matchup, uh, our matchup preview for this upcoming week. So we'll actually get it started off. Um, Right here, and I actually have Harlem Heat versus Jacobs team this upcoming week as our uh, as kind of my favorite and best matchup for the week. They're both projected to finish within 20 points of each other, pretty much. They're currently going toe to toe with each other. Both have played 14 games. Harlem Heat at 840, and Jacobs team is at 740. So I think that's my best matchup. I think it'll be a really fun matchup that'll uh, close it out by the end of the week. So, what do you have? Yeah, I gotta agree with the same one. You know, uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh, dive too too far into other specifics why I think that this is one of the best matchups. Uh, I'm sure you know whoever listens to the podcast will understand what I'm talking about saying that. But besides that point, you know, we have two top five teams, two really good teams facing off with each other. Um, and like you said, I mean, right now the Matchup projection totals are very, very close with Harlem Heat only projected to get um, 20 more points. So I think, you know, this is going to be a matchup that we see going down to the very possible last few games on Sunday. So I would definitely agree that, you know, that this is a clear and cut best matchup. I would say mine versus Scott, but I I just, I, I knew heading into the week that, not having LeBron, not having being that I traded away Mitchell, not having Zion. It's I had a long shot and I it's even more of a long shot now. So that that would be my honorable mention is my matchup with Scott. Gotcha. All right, not too bad. So moving on from there, keeping it uh, with our matchups, let's go to our matchup predictions. So starting off at the very top, we have Tatum Mania versus Harden in the paint. Um Fortunately, going to have to go against myself here on this one. I just I don't have my top guys. I'm missing a lot of guys this, this week. Uh, Jalen Brown is out this entire week. Joel Embiid is out this entire week. Colin Sexton's out this entire week. Um, some of them are going to be out for a little longer than just a week. So definitely uh, a rough look for me here. I'm just My team's not healthy enough to really uh, compete at this point. So I'm going to have to go with uh, Harden Paint. Uh, who are you picking? 
Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with that. I just, like you said, not having MB, not having Jalen Brown. Uh, as much as I love to see role players and bench players be more um, a part of team success winning, he's, you still need your top guys there, at least one of them. And unfortunately, you don't. Uh, I know that Nikolai Vucevic is going to be possibly out for a little bit for Harden in the paint, but, you know, he still has got Westbrook, Harden. So, yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to agree with you on that. Yeah. All right. Next in our matchups, we have a big money Mike versus Cody Wample. And uh, I have to go with Cody Wample here. Again, your team's uh, a little bit of an – a little bit of pain uh, with some players out. Karis LeVert just came in, uh, short-term injury. He's out tonight uh, with mm-hmm. a uh, with some back issues. Um, Draymond Green is game-time decision. You got LeBron who's injured and out on your bench, so I think it's a rough one for you. Um, but I think in terms of the entirety of the week, I'm going to have to go with uh, Cody Wample. Who do you got? Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with that. Um, even though I do have a – Superstar and Giannis and Jared Allen, who's coming off of a really big week. And the big surprise with Carmelo Anthony, you know, he's been averaging right now 43.55 points. Um, it, it's, I don't think it's going to matter. I think Scott's team, being that it's healthy, and you just look at his point guard, shooting guard, uh, small forward, and Paul George. You look at his starting five. He's got. You look. You look at his starting five, and you look at my starting five, and it's. Yeah, yeah, we'll 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 move past that. I I have to agree. Cody Wample is going to kick my ass. All right, moving on to the next one. This one's a little bit of a close one. Harlem Heat versus Jacobs Fine Team. I'm actually going to go with Harlem Heat here. Um, I think their team has been doing really well so far this week. Uh, They've got some players who that have really held up their own. Julius Randle has been doing really well as of late. Um, his last game, he didn't perform super great. Uh, he only scored about 39 and a half points, um, but he is averaging about 71 points a game right now. So I'm actually going to have to go with Harlem Heat here. Who do you got? Yeah, this one was tough. Um, it's still tough, even though, you know, it's Thursday and, you know, the scores are really close. I think, though, heading into the week, I – would have had to have gone with Jake's team, honestly. I mean, Trey Young and Fan Fleet have been killing it for him. He possibly has the rookie of the year on his team, and Evan Mobley, who has been doing okay this week. Um, can't complain, really. And then, obviously, you know, I have Anthony Davis. I think just heading into the week, I would have picked Jake. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that. I'm not gonna. It. Yeah, I'm not gonna look too far into it, being that you know. It's Thursday, and right now, started a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and Harlem Heat's, you know, 100 points ahead of them right now, ahead of Jake. But I, I'm still gonna pull with it. I still think Jake's gonna find a way to win the game. Yeah. All right, coming into this next one, uh, I'll tell you what my decision before the week started it compared to what it is right now would probably be a little bit different. We have Pacey's uh, pleasant team versus catastrophic. Um, I'm still going to stick it out with actually with catastrophic. That's who would have been my choice in the beginning of the week. Um, he's, he's been doing really well. Uh, he's got 30 games this week compared to Pacey's 33. Uh, but I think he's just got a lot of firepower um, mm-hmm. in his lineup. And he's got a lot of guys who have actually absolutely been killing it and scoring really high. So I'm going to have to go with catastrophic. Who do you have? 
Yeah, I think, like you said, uh, heading into the week, catastrophic would have been my clear and cut, you know, team to win this week, considering he's almost 300 points scored, you know, four more than the second next team. Um, but, I, I, yeah, man, this is this is tough. I'm going to stick with it, though. I, I, I'm going to say that Catastrophic does pull it out. I know Tobias not being in his lineup, or excuse me, him being in his lineup and missing some games definitely does hurt. Um, He's back tonight, though. Is he? Oh, yes, well. he is. Even on that note, I, I still think, you know, his team's very, very complete. There's really not a whole lot of holes. So, yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to go with Catastrophic. Yeah, I think uh, his team's very complete right now. So, all right. And then our last one we have it's Dame time versus Abby's Agreeable. Um, I have to go with it's Dame time here. I think uh, Abby's team hasn't been doing too great. Uh, she's only got 29 to his 30 this upcoming week. Um, he does, uh, Dame time is missing a few players. Uh, Jimmy Butler's out. So, Abby's missing Aiton right now, so it'll be a close close matchup, but I'm going to have to stick with uh, it's Dame time here and have Kyron get the dub this week. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree. I think, you know, Monday, Steph Curry threw a stupid 140-point game, which, don't get me wrong, I mean, Curry is very, plenty capable of doing that again. I uh, just, it's a matter of will he, yeah. uh, which is most likely unlikely. Uh, so I think that kind of skewed the projections and where the points are now. So, um, yeah, unless Abby's some of her other players like Devin Booker or if Aiton can somehow come back, I'm not really sure, but yeah, unless she can get some guys on her, you know, like some of her role players that they can sort of outperform their projections. I don't see how, uh, Dame time is going to lose this matchup. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to have to pick him. All right. Very well. So, that being said, that kind of wraps up our predictions for the week. We'll go ahead and move on over to our news and notes. Uh, a few things to talk about here. Um, some a little more, uh, I'd say, a little more interesting than others. But starting off at the mm-hmm. very top, we have LeBron. His injury might be out for more than a couple weeks. Um, you know, who does this benefit? You know, does this benefit AD on that offense, uh, on that team? You know, are there any benefits to any of the other players on this team? Um, and if so, who I would do you think s- wreaks the benefit most? Uh, AD, yeah, I, Russell, you know. I would say AD, regardless of the brawn was on there or not, I think you would still see a lot of the same similar production as, you know, like what he's doing. Because Anthony Davidson himself is a top five player. So I don't see his numbers really going up crazy. I can definitely see Russell Westbrook. I think the ball is going to be in his hand a lot, which it already has been so far this season. Um, But I think the most obvious one and the most shocking one is Carmelo Anthony. Um, Like I said, he's averaging 43.5 points. He's getting at least at the very least, 30 points a game. So, I mean, he's really not coming off the court. Uh, let's see, what was it, Monday, he had a 29-point performance. So, 
I would say right now the most obvious one is going to be Carmelo Anthony. I mean, it's looking like he's getting a shot back. He's getting more comfortable being in that L.A. Um, what you want to call it, lifestyle or just the whole L.A. Uh, Aurora. Is that the word I want to use? I mean, look Aura. at OBJ, you know. Aura, yeah, I mean, look at OBJ. He just went to the Rams. So, But other than that, I would say Carmelo would be my pick. Yeah, I'm actually – a tough one for me but i actually kind of want to go with the westbrook on this one um gives him a little bit more free reign on the court um he's obviously started off horrible his first game with la was absolutely atrocious Uh, Mm -hmm. but ever since then he's kind of done his westbrook thing and he's actually played really well so um i totally expect i think westbrook's stock to increase a little bit more here um and him to kind of be to kind of reap some of those benefits so yeah I'm going to have to go with. All right, next we have Jalen Brown is out for about two weeks. Uh, he had a, I believe it was a hamstring injury. So kind of sucks for him. Obviously, I think this is, and I think everyone can kind of agree with this, it just benefits Jason Tatum. A little bit more ball for him, a little bit more offense. Um, right. Kind of center it around him. So I think that one is a pretty simple one. Do you have anything else to add? No, not really. Yeah, I, like you said, I think Tatum will get a lot of the – uh, minutes on the court, mm-hmm. and I think more shots will be thrown his way. So, yeah, I would agree. Yeah. All right. Moving on from there, we have uh, another an, in- an interesting one. The New York governor, uh, so the governor of New York, might change the COVID restrictions in New York uh, starting in, well, pretty much in like a month, starting next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have been some talks that he's thinking about changing some of those restrictions just because some of their athletes, obviously Kyrie being kind of the main one, um, aren't able to play. So supposedly some some talks have been had about about that coming into. What do you what do you think with that? Do you think it, it, it'll help and Kyrie will be back? Um, do you think they'll actually do it? Uh, kind of what, what do you think about that? I mean, I don't want to make it I don't want to dive into like politics about it, but. I'll just say that I think it could, it would help Kyrie wanting to return back to the Nets. Uh, do I think it's going to happen? I mean, I don't know. New York's kind of New York's its own state, so I mean, their sport, you know, their whole sporting world. And no offense, Eddie, I know you're a Giants fan, but their whole sporting world just they need they need a team that is going to be potentially going to a championship. And I think Brooklyn hey, is Buffalo. obviously. They got That's Buffalo true, Bills. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, but Buffalo's been. I don't know how I feel about Buffalo. Buffalo. They just yeah. lost to the. They just lost to the Jaguars. So, but as I was saying, I, I mean, I don't know. It just really depends on, I guess, you know, if the governor yeah. wants this the scrutiny to that comes behind it, if he actually does but you, go through with it. But so. you also got to think about like, you know, obviously the people in the state and. Mm-hmm. What's best for them? What's best for you know the state? Like I said, I don't want to dive too much into politics about yeah, it. I but agree. I, I would say that yeah, it obviously would help if yeah. that does happen for Kyrie. But you know, we'll see. I don't know. In terms of me and my team, if that does happen, I'd be getting Kyrie and Clay at the same time. So wow, that'd yeah, be great. Hey. That would be great. So I yeah, just gotta, I, have I, to ma- I just have to make it to the new year. I'll be fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I agree. But uh, all right. Yeah. And then uh, the next one, Jokic got suspended 
for a game, obviously with the altercation that happened with, uh, was it Marcus Morris? or his I think brother? it was Marquise. Marquise Morris, his brother. They Why both- was he trying? Yeah. I don't. When I saw that play, I'm like, what is Morris trying to do? But then yeah, again, I just didn't understand. It's like, I love, you know, I saw so many things on ESPN or whatever, like, Jokic should have done better. He should have known better. Well, guess what? Yeah. He's also a seven foot one center. He's yeah. the former, or he's the reigning MVP. Like, in a way, he has that, I, I don't want to say right, but I love that he didn't take a shit, honestly. I think basketball, you, I know we didn't grow up in the whole rough era in basketball, but I know that it was a very popular thing back in the 80s and the 90s. And good, you know what? Good for Jokic. Don't take that shit. That's my opinion. But I agree. I think Morris made a mistake for turning around. I mean, he was up in the air, right past the ball, and then just kind of took a little rib shot uh, with his shoulder and then just walked away like it wasn't a big deal. one, I think Morris is just kind of dumb for turning around and trying to walk away. Obviously, that's probably going to get some some type of reaction from, from Jokic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you've seen videos in the past from Jokic, he doesn't step down from anyone, regardless of who it is. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah, I didn't I see an issue with it. I just – it's one of those things that it can be a physical sport sometimes and just be prepared for it to be physical. So, Exactly. Yeah, I agree. But yeah. Um, yeah, not too bad there. So, and next uh, to talk about here, John Wall. So, some news just came out about John Wall. Then he might not play at all this year. Um, and he might not even be traded at all. Uh, kind of surprising. I think the general consensus was, you know, he's probably going to get traded somewhere. That's why he's not playing. Um, and that he's probably going to play at some point, probably after Christmas or whatever the case is. News coming out saying that he might not play at all. Uh, like, how much belief do you put to that news? Do you think that it'll stick and you think he won't actually play? Or do you think come next year there's going to be some teams that are going to want to make some moves and actually acquire John Wall? I think, you know, at the trade deadline, somebody's going to be reaching out and talking, especially, you know, teams that are a, a potential top 20 point guard away from uh, making that, you know, taking that next step, mm-hmm. uh, which I think John Wall, when he is healthy and playing i think he is a top 20 point card maybe yeah, I mean, even, top he, even top i was just about to say i mean he's top, close top in 15. there yeah yeah i mean it's i i'm not 100 percent sure what's going to happen with it but i definitely would take the possibility that some team is going to try and make a move like even i don't want to use the lakers as an example because you know, they're one of the more obvious teams, but hey, you know, say Russell Westbrook goes down somehow, they need they need a point guard, which LeBron is in a way a point guard, and I think he'll be back by then. But still, I mean, somebody's going to make a move. Somebody's going to try to make a move. So it's really just a time we'll see, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, it'll be dumb for anyone. I, I would trade a lot for John Wall right now, no matter what team yeah. you are. If you need, there's only a few teams out there that don't need John Wall, but there's a lot mm-hmm. of teams that need John Wall. So, oh yeah. yeah, even if you're a team that has somebody like a Steph Curry or or a Trey Young or whatever, you you know you have your point guard. You're still like, shooting you're guard gonna, room. Yeah, you're still not going to say no. I don't have any zero. Like I have zero interest in John Wall. Yeah. I, I think everybody would. So. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So 
that pretty much closes it out for us this week. Um, again, thank you everyone for coming in and, and listening to us this week. Mike, do you have anything else to add? No, no, definitely not. Um, we're going to definitely start to make this a uh, more week to week basis. Um, just been kind of really busy lately, but yeah. you know, I, I, I'm very appreciative of the activity and the group message for sure. And I definitely understand where Marcus was coming from talking about, you know, the, um, game, the game situation, but I love that we are being more active. I love that right now we have a very competitive top five. I would even say, and Abby, I'm sorry, uh, considering that you're one and five, but I think we have a competitive league as a whole. So even the two and four teams, it's still really early. So yeah, that's all I would have to say. Agree, man. But again, appreciate it for coming on with me uh, this week. And again, like he just said, you know, we'll start trying to get these out a little bit on, on, on a more of a weekly basis. Um, again, everything's just kind of been a little bit hectic. So it's been tough for us to kind of meet up and record. So it's good when we actually do. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, again, I appreciate everyone for joining us for this week's episode of the Fantasy Basketball Podcast. If you guys have any questions or anything, just reach out to us. Appreciate y'all. Peace. See ya.